everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So we are back today to tackle a new identity. Um, I think we both like really just want to welcome this new group of people into our community with open arms. So we're just going to be talking about the super straight community. I know they've been getting a lot of backlash lately, but we really just want to come on here and um, really just unpack everything that, that they are and just really educate people on the importance of being a super straight individual. Yeah, I think it's really, really important to make sure that we we can spread awareness and, and make sure that they get the rights that they deserve. Absolutely. Um, the fucking Goku head ass <laughs> is super straight. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. This is so annoying. I feel like every week there's something that like that just gets that gets brought up that I'm like, why? And of course, it started on TikTok. This whole super straight movement, and we'll definitely get more into it. But um, uh, yeah, essentially, it's just this like whole movement that stemmed out of transphobia, and we we want to talk about it and express our um, opinions on the super straight movement, the the great movement created by the one and only <laughs> jk rowling love you she um, we're not really before this and like i'm she definitely created this like she was looking at tiktok and she was like i need to find a white boy to really just play this off on and i know she communicated everything with him and this is her doing i just yeah know for sure this is all a conspiracy and literally yeah it's jk rowling she created this of course. um just to get back at girlish only us she's listening because... she's been listening to us <laughs> so that this specifically this whole trend is because of us exactly <laughs> so yeah we're excited to talk about that um we are back it's been a few weeks um uh there's a reason why i won't get too in depth into it other than um i got into a car accident and it, it hasn't been the best time for Emily and I. Uh, it's been a pretty um, shitty few weeks, shitty month. Um, and because of it, um, I've had to like reschedule a lot of things. And one thing uh, is surgery, which has been uh, frustrating. It was supposed to be April 6th, and now it's an open-ended sort of surgery date and time. So whenever I'm starting to feel better and things kind of get back to normal for me, um, we, um, I'm going to talk the surgeon and I are kind of talking or in communications of like when we can reschedule it. So it's been a weird time. And so we've had to postpone some of these episodes to make sure that obviously, um, we're taking the time uh, that we need to make sure everything is okay. We're figuring a lot of stuff out legally and, um, a bunch of other, yeah, it's just been a whole mess of like trying to figure out, um, insurance and all of these other things. So uh, we've been going through it, but, you know, we're alive and um, that's all that matters that we're both still here and uh, hopefully things uh, get better from here on out. But yeah, how have you been? What's been going on? I know it's, I know it's been like a long time since we sat together and just been able to record an episode. Yeah, it's been good. There hasn't really been much going on. I did, or I am like in the process of trying to get a new job or not like a new job, but like a new position in my company. Um, so it's basically like a step above me. I'm applying. There's only one position available and there's 18 other people also applying for the same mm -hmm. position. So it's really like competitive and I've only been with my company for a year. So like, I don't know. I know people that have been there for like nine years, five years and stuff. So it's kind of stressful, but in my personal opinion, I killed that interview. I killed both of my interviews. So I have positive thoughts. I think it's a possibility, but you never know. Like I thought I killed my circle interviews and they didn't fucking pick me. Um, oh, also I can't wait to hate watch the circle. It's starting. In oh the yeah. Their season two is coming out. If I see a character yeah. that has my storyline, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. I'm wondering why. Yeah. I'm wondering like, because I feel like you're the perfect candidate to kind of fit in the I circle. Am. It just doesn't make sense. And so the the season two uh, came out, the trailer, you shared it with me. And honestly, I reported it for transphobia. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a shame. But I'm, I'm really happy and excited that you're able to like apply that position. It's wild that it feels like yesterday you were like texting me pictures 
outside of your office being like there's a fire outside of my office and it was like oh one of the first God. weeks you're like working yeah. there and That's so, so crazy is... that was like more than a year ago at this point i don't know yeah i don't know what year or day it is anymore <laughs> yeah 2020 was crazy and um it's still been pretty crazy uh this year um but i'm wishing you luck good luck with Thank everything you. Yeah, I'm sure you always tell me how great you are and great you do. So I'm very I humble. I know. Yeah, you have all of girlish supporting you and backing you. And if they don't, then you can just make it a claim to HR that they're being transphobic. I think so. I can <laughs> also like, say they're being sexist if they pick up my <laughs> It's like they called me a tranny and told me, how could you ever think you'd get this job? Everything yeah, is transphobia. If I don't get it. That's my first line of defense. I'm just kidding. Are you are you guys in talks of like getting going back to the office? Or are you staying remote? Um, um or kind of. Things? I mean, they talk about it. Not like a full return. Like maybe like half the office goes back like certain days, and then the other half goes back. But that's not until like August. And they're also thinking okay. like if people have done well at home, then maybe they can stay at home. So are you enjoying like being remote? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like, I kind of miss like having coworkers, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I like being at home and like working with my cats and eating whenever I want. Like I can take breaks whenever I want because no one's watching me. So that's fun. But I do like miss kind of going to work. Yeah, it's, I'm having it with my job too, where um, by summer B, because I work at a university, uh, we're all need to be back full time. And so I'm kind of, I'm like freaking out almost because like a year has like happened. Um, it's been a whole year. And I feel like as a person, I'm completely different like now than I was a year ago. And so for them to like, it almost feels like within an instant, it's like everything, we're all back. Everything's going to be back to normal. And it's like, well, a year has passed. Like we've, we've all become different people we're all like like this is going to be a really big change like it's not going to be so easy for some people to be able to just get back into the swing of things so I'm a little nervous because like I've created a whole setup at my home like I have my whole office space that I've worked so much time on and I've become I finally become so comfortable being here and um it is really nice to just be with with my animals and um everything yeah. And so the idea of going back has been like really like traumatizing me because I'm like, I don't want to. And it, it does, it feels like a summer vacation is ending, but not really because like I have been working hard at my job and it wasn't like a vacation, but it does feel like I'm being stripped away from something that I love. And I think quarantine has made me realize how, how like precious like time is, I guess, um, being able to be home and like not kind of suffocated by like a nine to five uh jordan just ran behind you <laughs> but like has been like yeah so like doing a nine to five just doesn't seem like something that's like meant for me and i'm kind of starting to realize like that so yeah i don't know what that means that's kind but... of how i feel too like i still technically have one but something about working from home makes me feel like i'm more independent i guess yeah and that like it, I feel like it just works better for me. Like, I don't want to have to sit at a desk and have my manager looking over me and telling me what to do all day. Like, I'm doing great being at home and, like, making my own schedule and doing everything on my, by myself. So I get that. I feel like that, yeah. too. There's, like, it, yeah, it just feels like there's no point to be, like, micromanaged and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I was, like, having this discussion with uh, Emily. Uh, she's, like, going back to work full-time starting next week. But like she's stuck in like a cubicle, can't talk with any of the coworkers, has to wear a mask all day. And at one point, is it like worth it like, to what's go the back? Point of that? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's just that they they want to appear as like this beautiful, perfect like space, like office space with all these like workers. But it's like like you don't know that what you're putting your workers through to just kind of make sure everything goes back to the way it used to be because things aren't gonna be the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. Um. It is wild how, and like, we can go in like really deep talks about this, but how like, it does feel like, you know, we were so used to like this nine to five idea and how we really were just like constrained by like capitalism and that flow. And um, yeah, 
and I can go on this huge. Oh like, my god, me too. I just it. got like a bunch of thoughts. I was like, I can talk about this. Yeah, so I mean, it it does like it is wild that how much I've learned about like like wow, like we really are just a product of our system, and and when we finally, I don't know. Uh, I, I was reading something about like COVID and how like time, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast, how time is just different and it feels different um, because we aren't, we aren't in this like con- constraint of like, of our time and working from home. If I want to, I can get up, I can go on a walk. I can be in my neighborhood and be like, like isolated, be by myself, do whatever I, I want to do. Um, and it's just, it's been really, really nuts. So I'm really nervous about going back. Um, but it's interesting. I just recently got my vaccine, um, my first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Um, cause I work on a, a college campus. Um, I was able to, I qualified for getting one. So I swooped in there and, um, I went and got the first dose and my arm has been out of commission for like the past, like, like three days so it's really crazy it's finally starting to be able to like move again but like really like it hurts to touch and I know a lot of people have different side effects luckily I wasn't sick or anything it was just really sore so um, I have heard especially because my mom got Pfizer and Russell also got Pfizer and the second dose I don't want to like jinx you or anything but they both were like not okay for a while so like everyone even the person that the person that administered it it was like yeah this is your first dose you'll probably be okay but your second dose that's mm, when that's when uh, you'll probably start feeling some stuff so i am nervous about that oh man i want my yeah waiting patiently oh and i'm sure in california it's gonna be how i think because i my job is like finances and I don't qualify. I think it's only like over the age of 65 healthcare workers and food and agriculture that apl- that are able to get it now. And and then on like April 15th, I think everybody over the age of 16 will qualify. But that's like literally the rest of the state. So it's going to be a while probably until I can get it just because of scheduling and everything. But yeah, I do want it. It would just make you feel better about things. It's like, yeah, I think it's really important to, so if you guys are thinking or considering getting the vaccine, please do it. You're not going to turn into a zombie. You're not going to, you're not going to get sick sometimes down the way. Like, and I know I understand people's fears, like this, like vaccine was created like within a year and it is scary, but, um, but it's just like the price we have to pay for like the herd immunity. So please get it, get it, get it. So we can just like, you know, have a safe future and everyone can stop dying. Um, yeah. I have, it's funny because I hear so many old people with that conspiracy theory of like, oh, this is like going to give us all these diseases. And I'm like, you're almost on your way you're out anyway. Die, Shut sir. the fuck up. Like, and it's just, oh, that makes me so mad. There's all these like people with their whole, like they're microchipping us. And I'm like, yeah, in your fucking grave. Being microchipped is a small price to pay to save the world. And I want to go to concerts again. So if the government wants to track me, that's fine. I really don't care. Exactly. And I and I think that's like a generational thing too. I have no yeah. no cares. Like if the gov- I li- we have a phone in our pocket. Of course the government's tracing us already. Like they don't need to fucking microchip yeah. us, but I just have no care of my privacy. Like do you want to look at my Google searches? I search up like uh, my like my cat water fountain like what's the best water fountain for a cat like what what's gonna what it doesn't I don't know oh my god let's but, say um, hi to our FBI agents in the camera <laughs> hi watching us from um our our uh, episode but um yeah it's like I hate the conspiracy theories behind it and everything it's great it's been pretty annoying um but I think other than that like um uh I'm not sure if there's any new updates, anything going on. Um, um, I don't think so. Um, a new feature that we have that you will you'll probably start seeing in the future is we're gonna hopefully start recording this podcast. Um, and so I'm hoping uh, that we will be able to have a full episode on YouTube. 
Um, we're trying, we're doing some trials out to see how it works and everything like that. So if you want to, you can go to our YouTube channel, just look up Girlish Podcast and subscribe to us there. Um, I wanted to talk to you about this, although I'll, like, I don't know, I just want to know how you feel about it. Um, Girlish Podcast, no more hyphen. What are your thoughts? I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we're going to, because if you guys start seeing like girlish pop up without the hyphen or anything like that, I think we're just kind of like testing it out, like our website and everything. I just want to see how that plays into everything. Um, I want to talk about it. Can we talk about it? But Okay. There was, a, there was another podcast <laughs> with these like, it was like, okay. This is going to be rude. And if you know who these people are, please, like, I mean, we're, we're really small, so it doesn't matter. Um, there's another podcast, like, run by, like, these, like, two white girls called The Girlish Podcast, and it was made after us. They don't exist anymore. I don't know what happened. We killed I, them. Th- Just kidding. <laughs> the Instagram doesn't exist anymore. The Spotify doesn't exist anymore. But it was, like, the it was, they were called The Girlish Podcast. Um, and it was like the epitome of like girl boss, like aesthetic. And it was just a really interesting, I DM'd them and I was like, Hey, like, you know, like we're the girlish podcast. Like, could you consider maybe, and I obviously, I mean, the name girlish isn't so crazy, especially because like, um, with like the popularization of like people saying, or like those shows, like, what is it? Uh, blackish. Like, yeah. And then I think there's another one. There, but, there is, I think. Yeah, there's like a few of those. So I know that like a lot, like that's kind of like a thing that like people have been saying. So it's not crazy, but um, it was interesting to like kind of like look at these, like this account and like look like um, these people. And I'm like, that's our name. And it was like fun to kind of like joke with us. Like, like they're stealing our brand when obviously they weren't. But um, it was, uh, it's funny. They don't exist anymore. I don't know what happened to them. I hope they're doing great. Um, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we need to give them props because they really did choose a good name. They really did. They they just, they weren't the originals and that's, that's the issue that we had. So I hope they're doing great too, but it doesn't look um, like So if you see any other girlish podcasts in the future, make sure they know we were the original and we're cutthroat here. Everybody. The other one gone. You want to know why? Yeah. We'll never know. <laughs> but um yeah, so uh that's that's interesting. We're um Emily and I are currently uh working on a lot of ways to hopefully promote the uh, the show and everything like that. So if you guys have any suggestions or if you have any friends that are trans and might be interested in this podcast, please send it their way. We have, we definitely want to expand as much as possible um and just kind of, you know, grow to be hopefully something big one day. We love doing the show. We, we love, you know, what we talk about and we think it could be important and help other people. So um, I know we do a lot of jokes and stuff, but genuinely I do wish the people, the girls that did Girlish, I hope they're doing well. And um, yeah. So if you guys want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, just look up Girlish Podcast. So we're, we're there. Um, so yeah, I guess from there, we can go on to one of the topics that we have for today. Um, Trans Day of Visibility is coming up. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about the day? Um, uh, Because it is uh, a day that happens every year sometime in March. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's March 31st every year. Yeah, I think it's it's the final day of March. And I I like it. I think obviously it's good to have a day of visibility. I think visibility will help in any context for like any community. So that's it's always nice. Um, I always see like a bunch of posts, like a lot of people post transition, like before and afters. So it's like, cute to go through all of those on those days and just like look at all the beautiful faces and people like living their life so that's always fun and like for me personally it's kind of special because it's like around the time that I met my boyfriend because like I like went viral like because of a trans day of visibility post so yeah it like blew up it blew the fuck up on twitter so yeah it's just kind of crazy like every time that year comes around like usually that picture I posted in like 2016 or 17 it like resurfaces randomly on Instagram and then I get like a bunch of followers and they're like oh my gosh and I'm like girl that was four years ago like I don't look like that anymore 
yeah, so, yeah i enjoy this time oh that was like pre-surgery too that was like yeah i was literally like seven months on hormones yeah my hair was like insane. here oh, it was like right after you like graduated college right it was bef- like when i was still in college oh wow yeah I took it that's in a parking crazy. lot before I went to class. <laughs> that's so cool, though, that, yeah. like, it still resurfaces. Yeah, that, like, that time in, like, my life reminds me of, um, uh, uh, so it was, like, the year that I started dating my significant other, or, no, I think it was, yeah, I guess it was, like, a year after dating Emily, but whenever that time came around, I remember Emily specifically uh, telling me, um, like, oh, like trans day of visibility is today. And it was before I was out. So um, her just kind of telling me like, oh, I'm not telling you to come out. I'm not telling you that you need to come out. But I just wanted to show you that like there are people that are visible and that you can feel safe because there are other people that um, there are other people out there. So you're not alone in this. So I, I, so I really love the day. I think it's a good representation of like the whole, you're, you're not alone. And I know sometimes beginning your transition or kind of coming out or breaking away from the things you're scared of is scary. And so um, just, yeah, I think this is a good reminder that you aren't alone when it comes to this and that, you know, being trans is definitely, there's a whole community out there that wants to love and support you. So yeah, I love, I love, love, love the day. It always reminds me of that time of like before transitioning and just having a lot of hope and looking forward to the future. So uh, it is really, really cool. It, you know what's so funny? That whenever your photo blew up, I, I posted one the same day. So uh, mine was kind of, mine started blowing up because yours blew up. So there was like people retweeting some of mine. So I, I had like a few thousand, but it was just really funny because I remember like, oh my God, Gage is getting me so much clout. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh my God, that was a crazy time. I it felt was. so like famous at that point. I thought I was and it's, everything. And we were probably, we were like newly friends that time too. It is, it is like, it is wild. Like we, like we met when I was like 19 or maybe that was 20 by then, but I think yeah, I was 21. So yeah. Yeah. So. Oh my God. We're so, so old. We are old. It keeps so scary. I was watching like YouTubers recently and they're like, oh, we were, they're like in their thirties now. I'm like, oh, we met like whenever we were like 22 and I'm like, wow, they're so old. That's a really long friendship. And I was like, oh my God. That's, like, that's I have been friends. like two years. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it's, it's really, really cool to have that. And uh, yeah, I have like good feelings about um, trans visibility. So yeah. that'll be out. Or that'll be in a few days or like a few days after we post this. So happy Trans Day of Visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to be yourself. If you need any support or love, we're always here. Exactly. And I I think you brought up something good as like prior to transitioning, just because I know if you haven't transitioned or if you're not in a good position to do so, it, it's important to see like it's possible or what's possible for you and how many other people have gone through the same journey. So if you aren't out yet, I think it would just be good to just take inspiration from all the stories that people are sharing and your time will come eventually. And when it does, hopefully you'll be able to be as happy as other people you see like that are actually already transitioning. So it's just like a timing thing. You just have to realize that right now might not be your time, but it's always possible. Like you'll see people of all ages come out and like show themselves and be visible on that day. So I think that's important too. Yeah. I'm really thankful for the internet because, um, without it, I don't think I'd be anywhere that I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's like, it feels really lonely, but I mean, you can create it and develop a family online and it being like a good support system. And I felt so supported just by like the, the people that like I communicated with every day that I met online, like with you, like I met you through YouTube and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, with all the resources, learning about trans day visibility, seeing people online, so many people be themselves, it definitely is a good feeling knowing that, you know, there's hope. And I think at the end of the day, I think that's what it kind of comes down to is that there is hope. Mm-hmm. So happy trans day visibility. And yeah, from the Girlish podcast. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of community 
invisibility. I think now is the perfect time to just try and spread awareness about, like we were talking about earlier, our new brotherhood. Is it a brotherhood or a sisterhood? Or is it both? It, I think it's mostly a brotherhood because let's be honest, it's mostly men doing it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's for sure like a, a men's rights movement type of thing, you know? Yeah, and you can tell by the flag that a man like thought of the flag. <laughs> the flag is there. so ugly. Okay, yeah. So basically, they're not a new part of the community if you didn't catch on to my sarcasm already. But basically... Yeah, it's the super straight community. Um, first, I just want to talk about their flag. It's giving very much Halloween. It's just literally <laughs> like half orange and half black. I don't know what the inspiration is. But basically, yeah. if you haven't like heard about it, it's like this supposedly new identity that was created on TikTok. Um, and actually, I'll just go ahead and read what the creator of the super straight movement said when he started it. He said... I created it because I was sick of being labeled with very negative terms for having a preference, something that I can't control, and getting labeled by the community that preaches acceptance with that sort of stuff. It was never meant to be hateful. And then he said, I know a lot of people have the same opinion as me, but are too scared to say it in fear of backlash and misrepresentations. So essentially, the super straight community was created because men, cis men, don't like to be called transphobic. That's basically the the foundation of their movement. Do you have any initial thoughts? How do you feel? Well, obviously, I like respect it. I think it's like the best thing. I think it needs to be added to the LGBT LGBTs community. S for super straight. I think so, we should um... just take out the T and just be LGBTs. <laughs> That's yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, actually, just drop every LGBT actually, yeah. gone, <laughs> just SS, and then um, with the beautiful, beautiful um, orange and black flag. But um, no, obviously, this is like a really shitty thing, and it's um, really shitty that um, it's a re- so the super straight movement is a reactionary movement. It's a movement that someone made to that's like supposed to like it's reactive of like current day. Um, current day like uh, politics or whatever you want to call it Um, and it's essentially like the men's rights type of movement or like the all lives matter type of movement where um, it's created in order to like be it's like reaction out of something that they it's just annoying so I I definitely think that it's obviously a really like awful thing that's happening Um, it's crazy that it blew up on TikTok. I've seen countless things like homophobic, transphobic things blow up on TikTok. Um, and yeah, I have a lot of opinions and thoughts on it. Um, the whole idea of being super straight, there's so many holes in it for me um, because a lot of people are like, I'm not transphobic, I'm super straight or whatever they want to say. And so by saying super straight, you're all, I can go, I'm going to go like really in, in detail with everything. By saying you're super straight, you're already implying that that trans women if this is met by men that trans women aren't real women so by saying that it's kind of like doing all of that but also by saying that you won't date trans people there's just like a lot of holes in that because it's like what do you mean do you have like a genitalia preference because trans women have vaginas there are trans women vaginas um do you have uh like what what is it about trans people that you won't date them what is that thing and so that's where it kind of frustrates me at because if you're saying like all if you're lumping all trans people to be a certain way in your head then that's transphobic and so this whole this whole movement has been created around this idea that trans people are this one way this one way that i pictured in my head and i don't know what that may be and um just because of that, I'm not going to date them. They aren't real women, and that's how I feel. And so I think this is like a really, really shitty thing that really frustrates me. But I'm also I'm all, I'm honestly not shocked by it. Like whenever you told me, and like I was like seeing stuff by it, I really just at at this point I don't feel anything anymore about about these stories because I'm like, of course, obviously this is a thing. Obviously, people 
are this awful and like um like problematic and it's and this person that's like talking about it the person that invented it on tiktok the creator of it i mean in the video he hashtagged sexuality and then hashtagged funny this was like a joke this was a joke to them and so the for this whole thing to be happening i'm like like the only joke is him like he is the joke and it's it's annoying that like how tiktok it got picked up within the tiktok algorithm and then swept up within 4chan and then a bunch of shit like that so then yeah now it's this thing that we're talking about yeah and it does like piss me off just because it it does imply that there's like a hierarchy in terms of being a straight man like if you're a straight man you might date a trans person but if you're super straight then you're above a straight man like you're way more masculine than he is because you're not going to date a trans person so it's like i i don't know why a lot of the times like we go to these extremes like people outside of the lgbt community i know when like trans first started blowing up like people were like oh you're trans well i identify as a helicopter or like a tiger like people just like bring up like absurd ideas like that just because they they like can't comprehend that it's possible to be assigned one gender at birth and then identify as something else so like their brain is like not able to comprehend that that's possible so they just come up with the most outrageous and extreme alternative and try and pass that off as essentially the same thing and i think that's probably the most harmful thing about this whole ideal is because I mean like you said it was meant to be a joke but like people are like actually taking it seriously like this is some sort of sexuality and it also again perpetuates the idea that you know this is just something that we make up all the time and it's like not something that people have severe anxiety in regards to or something that people get kicked out of their homes or experience violence on a daily basis for it's like who is going to discriminate against you for being super straight other than the fact that it's stupid and like it was created basically to mock other people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like, there's a, there's this idea that like trans or that, that not being like attracted to like certain genitalia is considered like, Oh, people are going to judge me if I say that I don't want to like, date a girl that has like a penis or whatever and it's like well that's not the issue like like you can have you can be like oh I don't want to date someone if they have a penis like that's fine like you have a preference you have a genitalia preference sure like that's chill but the moment that you start lumping and stereotyping trans people in this box the moment that you create the sexuality in order to like mock other people and do that then you're creating a situation where you're harming another community because you are you 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 are creating something that um i don't know that is like that's just it's problematic and it's and it's something that's really really harmful it's something that's stemmed out of the it's aimed to hurt other people to put other people down like you said you're creating this um this hierarchy of of what it means to be straight so it's like so if if like a, a straight man does date a trans woman then does that make them does that make them lesser if you're super straight if you're fucking dragon ball z straight like i don't understand i hate that name too what the fuck does that mean they can be more dragon ball z i can't (laughs) i just keep that's my head always keeps going back to that like you're not a fucking anime character they're evolving oh my god you reached your final form oh my god with a tiny little penis too oh Oh my god. god fuck these men um and yeah, I mean, it's it's all the same too. A lot of these, like, it's just so harmful. And and so I, I, I get really mad when I like, when I see things like that. And I'm just like, just so disappointed in all this because like, why? What is, what is the purpose other than to hurt? That's the thing for me too. Like, I literally don't care if somebody says they wouldn't date a trans person. Like, if that's your preference, I genuinely don't care So, and I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way. It's just like, you can't just go around calling people tranny and calling them a man and then blame the fact that people are calling you transphobic because you don't want to date a trans person. Like, no, you're being called transphobic because you're saying transphobic things. So it's like, I don't think people really understand what transphobic is. 
And I mean, you're not being oppressed by saying you don't want to date a trans person. Like they're acting like their jobs are on the line and their whole family is disowning them because somebody called them transphobic. Like do something about it. If somebody calls you transphobic, maybe you should like do some research. I don't fucking know. Like, and there's also like, it's like annoying because there's also this like implication that there's so many trans people out there that you're going to, for some reason, find like you're going to be in a situation where, yeah, it's just so weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like, I don't know. I I see it a lot in like cancel culture. Like a lot of the people that oppose cancel culture, I think it's stupid are like men. And I feel like a lot of the times men just don't want to take accountability for things that they've done wrong. So like they blame other things for it or they try and figure out a way to get out of it. Like, Oh, I said something four years ago. That was not me anymore. And it's like, it's not wrong to like bring up things that you said that were harmful to another group of people. Because I mean, eventually at the end of the day, you said it and you're responsible for explaining why you said it or how your views have changed in the meantime. So like, I don't, I don't understand why people like get so offended when something in the past that was problematic gets brought up because like, I mean, you have to address it, especially if you're a big person and you have a, a big following, you need to address things that you said in the past. So I just, I just think that people, I don't know, they do anything that they can to kind of avoid taking accountability for like hurting another group of people. And I mean, it's at the end of the day, not really helping anybody because it makes them look worse. Like it doesn't make it look like you're trying at all to come to an understanding or like learn or grow as a person. It's just kind of like a smart ass remark or like, like you said, a reactionary movement, like in response to trans people calling you transphobic because you don't want to date them or like you take, like they're taking it the wrong way, I guess. Yeah. Um, And I like, I want to keep reiterating too, that like, it makes me so mad because you can have a preference. Like, that's fine. Like, like, I don't, I don't think people are going to get mad if you're like, as a trans person, like I'm obviously in a relationship, but like as a trans person, and if there was a person that's like, I don't, if there's a person that's even like thinking that I obviously wouldn't want to be with them. So like, it's not like, if you don't want to be with a trans person, then just don't be with a trans person. Like, that's something that if you have these, like, horrible feelings, keep to yourself, educate yourself, understand why people are talking about this or why this is a thing. You don't have to, like, be such a fucking asshole about it. And um, and just th- these movements, too, it's just, it's like a, it's a, it just showcases how much transphobia there is out there. It's just, like, made to, like, op- oppress people. And so, um, yeah. And it's, it is just bothersome that, like, that um there are these like a lot of times these like white men that um i guess just men in general that um create or like i don't know do stuff like this like put down trans people um and it is like really 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 just like frustrating um because like i know a lot of people that are like like black trans women are killed because of, of because of rhetoric like this because of things that are that are spread like this like oh if i'm with a trans person that means i'm gay and it's like no that's not what it means that's like literally not what it means and so yeah i've i've seen this like a uh, trans girl on tiktok talk about how um uh how when she gets in relationships with guys she has like surgery she has bottom surgery she has the vagina and um she lives in germany and when she hook up, hooks up with guys, she very rarely tells them that she's trans. And um, because she's like, what's the point? I'm a woman. That's how they view me. I have like the parts. They're not questioning it. What's the point of me even bringing that up? There's no point. And there's a lot of people attacking her saying like, that's really wrong. That's really dirty. Why would you do that? And it's like, because if you see someone as who they are, then it, the the her life history isn't isn't your concern like when anytime you fuck anyone else when do you ever care if it's like a one-night stand when do you ever care what their whole life story is like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense so people were attacking her and it was like it was just really sad to see because and that's where that's where this whole super straight movement has a lot of holes in it's like if a person is trans they're like that they're a trans woman they fully look fully passable 
like you can't even question it you can't even tell um they have like like all the surgeries like how like you know what i mean like where does where does where why can't you see yourself dating that person because in your head you're lumping all trans people to be a certain way you're lumping them all to be people who have penises and um and you're viewing them all in this one way and so that's why you say you never date them is because you're stereotyping and that's where i find it really really harmful yeah because i mean at the end of the day i feel like if anybody that supposedly says they're super straight comes across a trans person who has fully transitioned they've had surgery they've done everything that they needed to do and completely passes in society i am almost a hundred percent certain that they would try and hook up with her like that that's just how it is so like that that's another big hole in the whole argument it's like okay you say you're super straight and you wouldn't never date a trans person but chances are you probably would be attracted to a trans woman had you not know that she was trans and like that your whole argument just goes down the drain because of that because you're saying you don't want to date one but here you are attracted to one and i feel like it's just frustrating because people are literally dying for being trans and to create this whole movement as like part of an oppressed community when people are literally dying every single day they're getting murdered or whatever the case may be like nobody is going to kill you for identifying as super straight like nothing is nothing bad is going to happen to you so it's just annoying to like not only have that identity be created like to mock the trans community but also to insinuate that like this is a sexuality and that you shouldn't be discriminated on against because of that sexuality when literally nobody is going to discriminate against a straight person specifically for being straight that's just not going to happen yeah um i'm just like looking at like these tweets of uh of the people that are like supporting it and um, it is really sad, um, and it's 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 kind of like flown down now to like uh, 4chan, which anything that ends up in 4chan just kind of is like really like grows a lot in white supremacy and neo-Nazism, and so you're starting to see now this whole movement that was created as a hashtag funny becoming something that's actually like people that are are correlated or connected with like white supremacy movements and neo-Nazi movements. And um, it is really just disgusting to see people even going as far as saying that they're a part of the LGBT community now being super straight. Um, and it is, uh, I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's always, it's also funny thinking that people are like, yeah, we're part of the LGBT community and we want to as super straight people, but it's like, <laughs> so, so are you gay? If you're part of the community, um, is this your coming out? Are you coming out? Um, and yeah, so it is like annoying that people are putting like the colored flag in their bio saying that they're super straight, and um, it does get uh, like frustrating to, to see that it almost is like a mocking way because people are starting to put pronouns in their bios. So it's almost like a mocking way of like being like, oh, I'm super straight. Fuck putting like those pronouns in my bio and and everything. And yeah, so this whole movement has been something that I've just been like really frustrated seeing. Um, I just can't believe that like JK Rowling will go out of her way to make this. Like it just seems like really like, like, you know, how much time does she have? But, um, <laughs> but uh, I wonder if she's, I feel like, I haven't checked up on her in a little bit. She probably has some connection with this. She probably has. She has to. But um, yeah, this whole this whole thing has just been. It's been. It just like it hurts me because I know that like I I'm expecting stuff like this. So I'm more of like disappointed with the the whole like atmosphere of what it what, like online and and I think a lot of it has to do with like politics, um, especially over the past four years. And um, kind of like the shit show our like government has been and how like people have become so like extreme, have become so radical on the right. And it is like really, really scary to see. It feels like it's getting, transphobia is getting worse and worse every day. 
when like throughout history, typically things get more progressive when it's really, it feels like it's not. So it's getting like into really scary territory. The thing that is scary to me is that I feel like both of us have kind of said that we've expected this to happen. Like it's such a shitty thing, but I was not surprised at all. And I feel like that's the norm nowadays for a lot of different political reasons or not not even just political, just like societal reasons. Like you see somebody get shot or you see somebody come out with like this outrageous new identity and it's like not surprising anymore. And that's kind of scary, like, for our society. Like, if you think of literally the worst things that could have happened, like, people in your community are dying, there are innocent children and healthcare workers and whatever. People are literally dying every single day. And it's like, you turn on the news and you're so desensitized to everything that's happening. And it that's, like, the scariest part to me. It's that, like, we're kind of losing hope and, like, human and humanity. It's just, like every bad thing that happened at this point is expected. And like, you know, it's just normal. I just got to go with the flow. Like we'll get over this one tragedy and then another one's going to happen in four more days. It's just like, that's what the last year has been. It's just been us getting over something that shouldn't have happened and then having it all happen again in the next few days. And um, I think that's like, a, I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, how like, you know, I do love the internet and like what it's capable of doing, how it's capable of creating networks of people and we're able to support each other as trans people. But on the other hand of that, there is that like downfall of it um, being used in a way to like emphasize hate, emphasize um, transphobia, racism, and uh, things that are anti-Semitism and things that are just like have become such a huge issue. Um, um, I mean, it's been a huge issue for forever. And so, um, yeah. And so just seeing this being fed into more and more and more, seeing how places like Facebook are being used as like breeding grounds for people like this. Now TikTok has been like allowing a lot of stuff like this. I've seen trans people's videos get taken down or being or trans people getting kicked off of TikTok. Um, but then at the same time, it's like it's like white supremacy thrive there, thrives there, and uh, transphobia and homophobia thrives there. It's the same with like with YouTube and stuff like that. We just constantly see that happening. So it is really scary that um that uh that you know this is so normal this is where this is so common and we've just kind of expected at this point and um i mean i wouldn't have felt this way like four years ago i i think like over over time i'm becoming more and more aware of the like the horrible horrific things that um we're seeing every day that i've just kind of i've i have become just so desensitized with it all so um I'm just disappointed, like, and like, I don't mean to be like that stern parent where like, I'm disappointed, but I really am. And um, I just, I wish that, I wish that we could all just, I wish that trans people could exist and it, and it be okay. And um, that's where it's like getting really, really hard and annoying. Yeah. And I feel like people, they always like go back to the notion that oh, like, you know, everybody's treated equal nowadays, like, nobody's racist, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like on paper, that might be true. Like, yes, we can all vote, and we can all do this and that. But, like, time and time again, it's obviously proven that it's not really about the rights that we have. It's about the ideologies that people are continuously perpetuating, like, over and over and over again that aren't dying. Like, Yes, racism is dead, but a lot of the ideologies that people had and the viewpoints that they had towards people of color back then are still going. And the same thing goes with homophobia and transphobia. Like, even I mean, even in some states, trans people are literally illegal. Like, there are things that they can't do or they're banned from getting health care. So, like, it's not this world that we live in where everybody's equal. And I think people need to realize that. Because making a joke like this or trying to create a new identity is like discrediting all of the struggles that people go through. So I think most of it has to do with ignorance. And that's really the bottom line. I think 
a lot of people use the trans community as like a punchline. And I mean, that that's really what it is at the end of the day. I feel like trans people literally can't do anything. Have you um, seen Little Noss's X video, newest video? I have. Music video? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another thing, too, that's kind of come to... I fucking love it. I think this I think it's... Great. Okay. Can we just talk about the fact that he slid down a stripper pole <laughs> from heaven down to hell? Like, that is so iconic to me. Oh, and then he fucking gave the devil a lap like, dance, just twerking on the devil. His mind is just <laughs> on another level. And it's yeah, just genuinely like through and through, like such like a, a a good character, a good person, and I absolutely love his TikToks. I love his tweets. I like follow him constantly, and I think like you know, I like he is such like a bright a bright person that like I'm bright in the sense of like he like exudes like radiant, like he's radiant, and that and um and it makes me so happy to know that people like him like exist. And so when that music video came out and like the song came out and like, you know, him just talking about him coming out and, um, you know, being gay, you would think that there'd be so much support. And I was really excited for this song to drop because he'd been teasing it for like, for like a year at this point. And um, I was so, so, so excited for it to come out. And I thought everyone else was too. And there's been a lot of support, mainly support, but at the same time, there's been so much hate. And it makes me, it just breaks my heart to see because I see him responding to a lot of people. I feel like trying to be like, trying to be funny, but then a lot of times I feel like I've been seeing him be more, more and more serious about these comments that he's been getting. But the newest music video, it does have 1.3 million likes. It beat the world record to get a million likes. Like one, like for one video to get a million likes on YouTube. I think it beat the world record, if I'm not mistaken. But, um... It has 82,000 dislikes, which is, it's, it is really like gross to see. Like, while, you know, there is all these people that love it. I mean, you can see by the like dislike, there are all those people that are, that like hate it. And I like, if you go to the comment section and do from newest, you'll start seeing, you know, people calling it disgusting or like he's going to hell and um, all these like awful, awful things. And um, yeah. It just makes me mad that um, that like like that's another thing where where it feels like we're kind of going backwards in in a way where I don't know I was expecting everyone to be so supportive and this being like the summer like the song of the summer and it being like really 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 like supported but like seeing all this um, I'm sorry I'm just like frustrated I feel bad for him but then like again I'm just like of course. Like, this is, of course, happening. Like, I'm just so used to it. And so, yeah, it breaks my heart because he is, like, a genuine good person. He made a video that was fun. Um, He's so sweet. And it was all, yeah, all the actors are him. And, like, it was just a really, really cool, like, concept, really cool video and really great song. Um, and, yeah, it's really just sad to see the the, the amount of people that are just, like, just like saying shit about him and being like really really disgusting like what is he doing wrong really i mean i get like the whole religious aspect that's fine like but other than that i feel like actually for the most part people aren't really concerned about the fact that he's has like heaven and hell in the video i think it's more over the fact that he's on a stripper pole and like giving a lap dance and i think it's like very telling of our society if like or the comments that I see most in regards to his video are like, my kids like your music. Like, what are they going to think? Like, you let your kids watch and listen to things that perpetuate literally the most harmful things in regards to masculinity and, like, femininity and how to treat women and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you don't care about any of that. But the second you see a guy on a stripper pole, like, that's problematic to you. It's just, like, it tells a lot about our society of like what we want our kids to see, like what we'll tolerate and what we won't. It's like something as harmless as a man being on a stripper pole is horrible, but like they can listen to other genres of music or consume other forms of media that like perpetuate sexism and like misogyny and stuff like that. And that's perfectly fine. So that's what like bugs me the most about the video, but I think it's iconic and I think it's sad because he's such a sweet person. Like he, 
I don't, I mean, I don't know him obviously, but like, he just seems like such a sweet person and like everything that he does, like it has a message behind it and there's intention. And I don't think a lot of people really understand the intention or like what it would feel like to be a gay rapper in that industry. Like that's a lot, that's a lot to handle. And he's just expressing himself and his art and his creativity and I think it should be celebrated that it's something different if you don't like it or if you don't enjoy, like, the direction that he's going with his career, then just, like, don't listen to him. I think it's that easy. Yeah. Um, if you – you should follow him on Twitter and TikTok if you haven't. He's, like, so fucking funny. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he is. But, I yeah, guess. the reason I bring that up was just because I wanted to emphasize the, the whole, like, where we stand as, like, as like a collective like lgbt community today where like people there's so many people that just don't aren't supportive and um at this point we're all just existing we're all just trying to like 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 just be ourselves be who we are and there's that constant thing of like you know you can go and be gay just not around me or not in front of me and stuff like that and it's just like it's just like this is like a common language common themes that just center around like how we live like every day and you know we talk we come on here we make a lot of these videos talking about a lot of these things that happen a lot of these issues a lot of really upsetting things and the more we talk about it yeah the more frustrating it, it is but um there is like that that ray of hope there's that ray of of like you know like light at the end of the tunnel obviously um the more trans the more trans people that come out the more i know that there will be a path for hopefully one day full acceptance and that's all I can like hope for and pray for is that, you know, we are at a point one day where, where, you know, trans women of color can exist fully and be themselves fully without discrimination, hate, or violence uh, towards them. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just kind of want to like preach that and preach that um, hopefully, you know, we're pushing for a future that is more inclusive and fuck the super straights. Fuck, fuck them and fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck their ugly little jack-o'-lantern ass fucking flag. Fuck <laughs> you. Oh my god. So we should make like a, a parody of the flag. I, I'm gonna make the flag my Twitter um, DP. My, oh my, my god. Abby. Me too. We should change our color scheme. Instead of like purple and like pink and blue, it should be orange and black. Oh my god, that'd be so funny! I, I might actually make the cover art for this episode. Oh no! Oh my god, that would be so funny. Honestly, okay, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think really nobody's really taking them seriously. I really don't. I think it's probably something that's going to die down probably in the next few weeks or so. I mean, it's already kind of died down. So. I just thought it would be funny for us to kind of talk about it and the fact that things like this are probably going to keep happening. I mean, there's probably going to be another identity popping up over the next few months in regards to some other different identity. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed. I mean, obviously it was lighthearted as a whole, but there are important underlying issues that need to be discussed around like why, as to why this happened in general. So I hope all of you or none of you actually ever encounter somebody in the super straight community. And if you do, I don't condone violence. I'm just kidding. Don't like beat anybody up. That would be like, send them our way. Yeah. I mean, that's a hate crime. Did you see what happened to the other girlish podcast? Exactly. Like <laughs> don't put that. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully, like I said, we're kind of progressing to something that's more inclusive. It does suck to see something like this. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, just like, I think it's important to talk about it, not to normalize it, make sure that um, we take this type of stuff seriously. And like I said, it's kind of feeding into that, like, Nazism territory where it's like, you have to be very, very serious about these types of things, because um, you don't want to normalize that. You don't want to normalize this behavior. You don't want to make sure that, like, things like this are um, okay for people to say, because then it from there it can become violent and it has become violent for so many trans women of color. Yeah. So I guess that's a good point for us to 
say our goodbyes until the next time. I hope everybody enjoyed. If you did, you can, like we were mentioning at the beginning, follow us on YouTube. We're actually filming with cameras right now. So, mm-hmm. like, if you want to see our beautiful faces, you should definitely pop on over there because we both took so much time to get ready this morning to, like, really make <laughs> ourselves look so pretty for this. Exactly. Um, I'm kidding. We're giving very, like, quarantine Zoom meeting right now. But it adds <laughs> the authenticity of us. Oh, it's the, it's the like, nice shirt and then sweats for me. <laughs> So, um, yeah, if you guys want, subscribe to us, follow us everywhere at Girlish Podcast. Um, Go to our website, girlishpodcast.com, for all the links for everything. And thank you for watching. Um, If you have any ideas for future episodes, any topics that you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to DM us, email us, whatever the hell. Um, And, yeah, hopefully maybe one day we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So with that being said, have a wonderful rest of your day, our beautiful super straight community, and <laughs> hail J.K. Rowling, as hail always. Hail Rowlers. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.